It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hockey at the Rock. John, uh, this feels like a repeat of last week in one way. Do you want to hear in what way? Tell me. Tell the people, Dan. Tell me. Tell the people who matter. Going into this stretch, you know, we could have said two and one on this road trip is pretty good. Uh, That's what we would expect out of this team. And that's the result that we got. But again, just like last week, the result that we got did not um come to us in the pathway that we expected would you agree certainly not dan and i'd like to also add there's one more game on this road trip yeah yeah fair enough but, but that's in colorado and yeah i know they lost to las vegas seven nothing recently i'm still scared of that team yes but nevertheless we didn't i did not i did not expect it to go down this way and there's yeah. a massive elephant in the room as to why well maybe not in the room is more the problem well, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Tell us, Dan. Uh, Jack Hughes sustained an upper body injury, and the team has been especially squirrely with injuries this year for some reason, um, given Nico Heischer's upper body injury. And I I don't know why it's more, you know, hidden away than in, even in the past, where it's been significantly hidden away and people have complained about that. But yep. um, Jack Hughes went down hard into the boards in St. Louis. Um, it was, you know, no one's fault, really, just like a, a bad play, unlucky fall there. And then he actually played another shift, but was hit on that shift and then did not come back out for the rest of the game. Obviously a huge concern, especially magnified when Nico Heischer is out of the lineup till at least the end of this road trip. But uh, the Devils found a way in Chicago. But uh, take us through, you know, 
Minnesota and St. Louis first. All right. So back on Thursday, November 2nd, Jack Hughes was healthy and the Devils were playing Minnesota. Now the Devils, the previous Sunday, won their first game against Minnesota in like their previous nine tries. Mm -hmm. So the Devils did a surprising thing uh, in Minneapolis on Thursday night. They put the game to Minnesota right away. And it wasn't long before Alexander Holtz puts back a puts back a great feed from Nathan Bastion to uh, make it one nothing early in the game. Michael McLeod uh, redirects a feed from Mr. Palat back door to make it two nothing, and then early in the second period, uh, shortly after Marco Rossi went to the box for elbowing John Marino, uh, Timo Meyer one touched a fantastic feed from Mr. Jack Hughes for a power play goal. It's three nothing. You're feeling good. You're feeling mm-hmm. fine. You're feeling <laughs> fresh. And then it got interesting. Yeah. So a little bit just before halftime of the period. And yes, I'm calling it halftime. Just deal with it, guys. Uh, it, the, De- the, the Devils are killing a penalty. Uh, Dougie Hamilton's in the box for hooking Matt Boldy. Kill Kaprizov fires a shot past four players and Vitek Vanacek. Goes in the net. It's a seeing eye shot. It's three to one. You're thinking, all right, so what? And then early in the third period, Marco Rossi gets behind, well, everybody. Uh, he gets behind everybody, including the goalie. And uh, Boldy gets him the puck somehow. And Rossi taps it in to make it three to two. And all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, good. It's one goal game with about 18 plus minutes to go in this period on yep. the road against a team that. The Devils have not had a lot of success against, but fortunately, there was a good side. You see, Kalen Addison decided, I'm going to high-stick Curtis Lazar. Mm-hmm. And uh, shortly thereafter, Jesper Bratt, who already had assists on the uh, second and third goals, um, he hammers in a shot, makes it 4-2, and you're starting to feel good again. Hey, less than five minutes to go, up by two. Sounds great. And then, Vanacek was otherwise having a good game, Dan. He was really doing well. He was A-OK. Those first two goals against, you can't fault him for this one. Mm-hmm. Jacob Middleton throws up a low shot. Somehow, some way, this puck hits off of Vanacek's butt of the stick yeah, and sneaks legs. through his legs. Now, Ugh. it could have been argued that um, there was a wild player standing on the stick, but Ruff did not challenge for interference. And even so, this puck was just sliding on the ice. Like, this was, like, I understand why Vanacek was trying to swallow it, but, bro, that, that was not the way to do it. And so that little mishap made it 4-3, to three, and the Devils are holding on for dear life. And then, thankfully, they get bailed out by, here's the sequence of events, Dan. Jack Hughes is going is to block a shot, and he's going to push the puck out of the zone and try to push it up ice for a potential empty net breakaway matt boldy decides i'm gonna tackle this man Mm -hmm. matt boldy gets called for this literally right off the face off for the power play kiro kaprizov says i'm gonna stick my stick blade in tyler to fully's face and it's like the most obvious high stick it's an open ice in literally 10 feet from the referee easy high sticking uh... call i love dean evison's uh, facial expression here by the way do you remember Mm -hmm. seeing that yeah, D- Dean Evison of the head coach of the Wild, he was definitely not happy about this loss. Just complete head and hands. No, and Ryan Hartman who said said a word I can't use on this show, but he said they got to get it together. And it's stuff like this that counts, because if you look in the standings, the, the Wilder, they're not on the right side of things. And while it's still early in the season, Dan, you don't want to be behind the St. Louis's. You don't want to be behind the Winnipeg's. You don't want to be behind um, 
all the other teams that are not named Dallas and uh, Colorado in that division. So mm-hmm. it's very important that you don't blow opportunities four to three with a gift that you take two backbreaking penalties to the point where the Devils could have just sat on the puck for five on three. And then they decided, nah, Dougie Hamilton said, nope, I'm going to hammer this in. And uh, he did exactly that. He hammered it in for a power play goal to give Brett his fourth point of the night, another point for Jack Hughes. And uh, the Devils went on to win three for five, right? Three for five. So, you know, boosting them numbers, baby. Uh, You know, Devils were, Otherwise, did a very good job controlling the game. They outshot the Wild 38 to 25. They drew five calls, conceded only two. Um, the Devils were superior, the superior team. And if it wasn't for Vanacek blowing it um, late in a third, you know, this could have been a more comfortable end. And once again, that seems to be the theme with this, uh, the uh, New Jersey Devils so far in this young season. Uh, bad starts and really dramatic endings. Yeah. And this absolutely. Absolutely continued the next night into St. Louis, where the disaster struck. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack Hughes uh, split the D, toe picked on the ice, trying to collect his own rebound, goes hard in the boards, crashes his right shoulder, not his left shoulder. That was the dislocated one uh, two seasons ago. So the Lazan uh, one, we all yeah, know him. Yeah, we, we yeah the Jared Lazan one. Um, in any case, Jeremy, um, I guess Jer- we don't know him well enough. I don't care. The point is, <laughs> is that we now have knowledge. Uh, on Saturday night, Elliot Friedman kind of helped the Devils uh, fandom breathe a little bit by saying the worst case scenario didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Cool. But he said he's going to miss some time. And then today, before the Chicago game it was announced, he's going to be week to week. It has been pointed out the last time he was announced as week to week, he only missed four games. So week to week could mean one week. It could mean four weeks. It could be somewhere in between. Um we shall see, but it's, but he's already been sent back to New Jersey. Obviously we did not play in Chicago tonight and he will not play in Colorado on Tuesday, but let's get back to St. Louis, Dan and sleepy. I think is the best way I would call this performance. I'm kind of rattled, I mean, right? Rattled by the, by the, the injury. But even yeah. so that first period was another, you know, the devils did play the night before and St. Louis did not. And that was definitely apparent um, in the first and second for stretches in the first and second period. By the and way, I, I want to say just real quick here, a stre- a real, uh, you know, point of strength for the devils last year was their performance in the second half of back-to-backs. And this year they have just not had it. There's been a complete turnaround in terms of the second out of back-to-backs. I think all of their regulation losses are under those conditions. No, no, uh, they lost to Florida. Remember? Not oh, that's right. Okay, okay. The first back to back. I know what you're talking about. They lost in a shootout to Arizona. Mm-hmm. That could have been argued. That could have been a win. The Washington game, where you know they've only played like, you know, a period, yep. and then this one, where I will say I will get. So the second period, the first half of the second period was pretty much all blues, and the Devils were both rattled and just like exhausted. Jake Neighbors is free down the middle. He puts it in. Pass to Kira Schmid, who otherwise had a good game, I would say. Mm-hmm. I will defend Schmid in this one. Then Kevin Hayes gets a third rebound attempt where Brendan Smith and Jonas Siegenthaler are caught looking like statues on the play. He made it yep. 2 nothing just before halfway through the second. This actually got Smith and Siegenthaler benched for the remainder of the period, which is a bold move considering you just played last night. You're now down two goals. You're going to bench two defensemen. But it was totally, de- totally deserved, Dan. Totally. Mm-hmm. I will defend Smith here briefly. He did get called for two penalties in this game were absolute garbage. Like he he accidentally crashed into the net and was called for delay of game for it. That was nonsense. And then he got hit with an embellishment after being tripped up because the referee 
uh, Dan O'Rourke or Furman South. He didn't, they didn't want to give a penalty power play to the Devils late, but that's my only defense of Smith. He he earned the benching otherwise. Like you you have to do your job in front of the net. You got to help your goalie out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the Devils do get a break. Uh, Jordan Bennington played really well in this game. Uh, they did get a breakthrough where Curtis Lazar scored his first of the season for the Devils. Can't remember if this is his first as a Devil, but it's the first of this season. Uh, he puts he falls down and puts home a puck that holds one touched to uh, make it two to one. And then the Devils try their best to get back into the game in the third period. They played a very good third period. Biddington robbed Meyer. He robbed Brat. He robbed Bastion. He robbed uh, Lazar. He robbed Holtz. He robbed everybody. He stopped mm-hmm. all sixteen shots. Devils, you know, pull the goalie. Kevin Hayes sinks in an empty netter, and then for some reason, Ruff pulls the goalie again, and you know, Rob Thomas puts it in for the empty netter. I can understand if you know you were confident that you could score two goals in in like a minute, but given how Bennington was playing, I wouldn't have done that. But nevertheless, you lose four to four to one. But again, that, it doesn't, you know, that's way overshadowed. All of that is very minor. Yeah, compared you're to more concerned about Jack Hughes. Yeah. Like yep. if the devils drag the game into overtime, you go, yeah, cool. And they could have, I mean, it was a two, one game until the final two minutes. So, but you know, you trade, you trade a loss for Jack Hughes's health any day of the week, twice on Sunday. He's oh, been that God. important for the team. He's the, he's the top scorer in the league, Dan. Yeah. He's number one in the world in October. He was the best hockey player on the planet Earth. Oh, it's an insurmountable loss. They're going to have to find a way to surmount. And they had to start doing that tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. So ahead of the game, um, they did call up Max Willman from Utica. You may remember him as the one PTO player Mm -hmm. from camp. He actually started off well in Utica with uh, four goals, three assists, and uh, seven points in seven games. Yeah, that's pretty good for a Comets team that's not exactly healthy either. Mm-hmm. Uh, the organization's been hit pretty hard because now you have Hughes, Heischer. You also have Thomas Noshek on the bat, on the shelf, so to speak. Colin Miller has yet to make his NHL debut because of an injury. And then down in the minors, you have Hataka, who I I think he just came back recently, but Halonen is still out. Valen just went out. The uh, is hurt too, right? No, he got hurt at the beginning of the season, but he came back. Okay. So unless something happened tonight, um, no, I, I think, think he's so. all right, okay. but um, you know, they don't have Nico Dawes still and Adirondack, you know, they've been shuffling players back and forth for, you know, player needs as well. So, I mean, uh, the injury bug has hit the devils and also the division pretty hard too. I mean, Adam Fox yeah. got need on need by Sebastian Ajo. Just missed the game yeah. because of soreness. Uh, Carter Hart's out for a long time for Philadelphia. Um, you know, Alan, Adam Pellick for the Islanders before the Islanders completely got ripped apart by, uh, in a terrible comeback loss to um, whomever they lost to, to the Capitals. There you go. Uh, the point is, is here, the Devils aren't going to get any sympathy from anybody. Lots mm-hmm. of pe- people get hurt. It sucks. Wilman gets called up, and believe it or not, Wilman made an impact in this game. Yeah, Wilman scored a breakaway goal off a turnover, unassisted goal for Wilman uh, yes. to take the lead for the Devils at 2-1, but that was only after old friend and MVP Taylor Hall Scored a goal less than two minutes into the game for the Blackhawks. Yeah. He's kind of just sitting there alone. A bad rebound falls right to him. And he does what he does best. Just, you know, pots an easy one. Um, that is a goal for Chicago. But uh, again, in this game, we needed people to step up. We needed Mercer to step up. We needed, um, you know, people playing center, the fourth liners to step up. And yeah, I would say they did. I, I would say finally they found a way. 
yeah. to get there. Yeah. First and foremost, it's Vitek Vanacek. Like, mm-hmm. yes, the rebound allowed to Hall. Yeah. Okay. I wish he gloved the puck, but nobody was around Hall either. It's a five on five situation, guys. Cover cover the former MVP guys. It's not hard. Right. Uh, but Vanacek made an absolute save of the season candidate on Jason Dickinson late in the first period. He made some big time saves on Connor Bedard on Hall on a one timer. Um, he made big saves all the way down to the end here. I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks racked up 34 shots on net in this one. And, um, you know, granted, the Devils were definitely the better team in the run of play. But that first period was just not a good first period for the Devils, even if they led after it. Because Chicago was controlling most of the play. I was very frustrated considering that, you know, the Blackhawks played the night prior and the Devils were rested. So it's like, guys, <laughs> you need to jump on them. You can't mm-hmm. just let them get into it. But thankfully, whatever Ruff said in the second period, you know, drove in and the second period was pretty much all devils all the time uh but vanacek made tons of great saves uh chicago was officially credited for they were only credited for six high danger chances in five on five eight in all situations but you know you just need one to go in to be punished and one of them did ryan donato late in the third period because nobody wanted to you know because of a turnover behind the net but vanacek was fantastic um, there's been a lot of criticism, deserved criticism of the goaltenders, but out of these three games, they, the goaltending was not the problem. And Vanacek played fantastic. You finally got a goal at Dawson Mercer. Mm-hmm. Finally, finally, he gets a power play goal, which is actually impressive because Chicago's penalty kill has actually been one of the few good things that's about the Blackhawks this season. He gets one, and then the Devils did everything but score a goal in the second period. Curtis Lazar finally breaks the deadlock, you know, gets the insurance goal that was absolutely needed, thanks to an awesome play by John Marino, who also had a great game. Mm-hmm. Marino was fantastic on the ice. And while Mahesha has been out, Michael McLeod has been asked to play well above his um, standing. <laughs> in a top six role, he had another good game. He sailed in the empty net goal literally at the last second he's done a lot of hard work he's been asked to be more offensive he's put in that work dan i i you know he's still for the most part a fourth liner but he's on a heater of some kind because he is rising to the challenge call him the bread man if you'd like i mean even that wasn't without drama because the devils had an empty net goal disallowed for an offsides as well yeah Toffoli was caught offside like it was a brilliant pass pass from brat to mcclaw to to Foley, but Toffoli was off definitely he was offside but um you know it's something is very dramatic about these devils and uh, every game is an emotional roller coaster but i'll take seven three and one i will absolutely take that kind of start oh absolutely the injuries that they've had to face already yeah. Um, and you know, next up is Colorado. I, I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not sure how that one's gonna go, but they're yeah. a obviously a huge measuring stick for the Devils. They are and they are like Colorado's a team that like all of a sudden like, you know, they're perfect at home, so mm-hmm. that's good. They're seven and three. That's also good. But that last loss was a seven nothing loss to Las Vegas. That makes you question. Um, I mean, Las Vegas literally has yet to lose a game in regulation, so it's possible that they are just that dang good. But, you know, it's the sort of loss that you just make you go, okay, you guys are definitely not perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe if the Devils get lucky, because remember, the Devils did beat Colorado twice last season. And the first one was a notorious home game where Jack Hughes scored literally the only goal of the game. It was a one nothing yep. goalie duel, which I don't think anybody expected given the amount of you know, offensive talent on both sides. I remember but, that you know, one well. 
you know, I'm of the opinion if the Devils can drag a point out of this, great. Just don't get more injured. <laughs> you know, you can, really Please. can't afford it at this point. You know, Jesper, excuse me, Jesper brought, you know, I wish he shot the puck a lot more, but he is definitely part of the end, excuse me, part of the engine of this offense with uh, Hughes and Heischer out. And that was apparent. Meyer, you know, I understand some of the people who matter are getting frustrated. It's like, where's the goals? Where's the attack? Like he hit the post, like he almost dented the post today and mm. he got robbed a couple of times, but Meyer is definitely putting in the work. The goals will eventually come. Palat's another guy where, again, you're asking where the production is, but he's doing a lot of good, hard work out there. And Mercer finally got a goal. So you hope that he can start getting more points, but you notice that those are the guys that still have to carry the day. You're not going to get a breakaway goal from Max Wilman every night. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a one touch feed through the legs by Curtis Lazar and Alexander Holtz has been firing the puck super well. I'll say that much. He's stepped up as well. Um, but you know, he's still seen as a bottom six player and therefore he's going to get those types of minutes. You can't lean on him for offensive purposes, but you know, that's going to be where it's going to come from until he sure and or Hughes get back and get back into form too. It's not like they're going to come back from injury and be immediately great right away. Um, I kind of liked him with McLeod. Honestly, they're both fairly tenacious this year. They're, they're very, you know, yeah, they're sniffing out pucks better than they were. Holt seems to have uh, upped his foot speed significantly to be able to do that. And yeah, um, I, I appreciate the work that's been put in there and, you know, we kind of, debated the merits of putting Holt on lower lines, but it seems that with McLeod stepping up, uh, there's less of a difference offensively between these lines than there had been in the past. Obviously, Jack Hughes is a machine, but um, even still, we're able to see some goals get generated by the bottom six, and not only um, in five-on-five play, but only, you know, also on the power play. Exactly. I mean, the one power play goal tonight was by the second unit, which has been, you know, a little weaker on paper given the losses. Uh, But, you know, that's exactly what you need. And then that's what you need in an 82 game season anyway. Even if you did have Heischer and he was perfectly healthy, you're going to have nights where you're on the road. It's the third game of a four game road trip. It's the third game in four nights. And some guys are just not going to have it for one reason or another. So credit to the Devils after a bad first period. And I got to tell you, Dan, Lindy Ruff really has to fix his game prep here because, you know, Chicago, you know, if it wasn't for Vanacek, you know, we're if it's 2-2 at the end of the first, this is a very different game. But again, the Devils corrected the script, so to speak, in the second period, even if they didn't score. Mm-hmm. You know, they exerted their will, and which is exactly what you need. And if you're going to go get results out of Colorado or if you're going to get another, you know, revenge over Washington on uh, Friday, uh, which is the other game this coming week, then you need all hands on deck to, you know, you can't have any passengers. You need to get a couple shots from guys. You need to have the four check. You need, I like Willman's tenacity tonight. I think he's more than earned another game. Um, so we'll see if he can repeat that, but uh, you need that type of stuff from everybody. Even Kevin ball was throwing his weight around a lot more than usual. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think the devils understand this is a different situation, you know, good that you beat Chicago. You should be beating the Chicago's of the world. But if you can go get results against uh, Colorado and Washington this week, I think the league will take notice of that. uh, This team's a lot more than just 86 and 13 and, you know, a power play like Mm. this team can compete. And, you know, we have the evidence of that. They got two wins in a row over Minnesota and the St. Louis game was a Jordan Bennington mess up away from a tie game and a point there, too. So, you know, I can't complain about the results. 
please get better soon, Jack Hughes. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 kind of the long and short of it. It's quite important. And uh, again, the goalies have been um, stepping up. And I think the team did get over the initial shock and understood that the mission is to, you know, not only just stay above water, but prove that you're a good team, just like you said. You can't just be two players. And this is your opportunity to go through adversity in this way for the first time. Better to go through this now than in the playoffs, for example. Oh, yeah. But um, that being said, I, I, it would be remiss if I did not acknowledge some former Devils who are now playing for a different team, John. And I just love this because uh, it, it's been truly astonishing to watch. But the San Jose Sharks, oh, no. um, I, I just want to take a moment to appreciate the fact that they played two games in a row where they allowed 10 or more goals. They're the first team to do that since 1965, featuring former Devils, Mackenzie Blackwood, Fabian Zetterland, and Nikita Akatuk. And uh, I, I can't believe this, John. They're 0-9-1. Mm-hmm. They have scored, what, 13 goals in the season and surrendered 20 in the last two games. You have to think maybe Jack Hughes comes back for that December 1st game. Well, I hope he comes back well before then, Dan. Uh, agreed, but, uh, agreed. But, but you know, know but, but to your point, they have 12 goals for. The Hughes family has yeah. more goals or more points than the entire Sharks roster yeah. right now. And, you know, this this roster, it's definitely not good. But, you know, there's a huge difference between you're the worst team in the league and you are setting historical, you know, feats. You know, again, as you said, first time since 1965 that you've given up. 10 goals in a game back to back to um if i recall correctly vancouver and pittsburgh a pittsburgh team that blew it so badly against anaheim earlier this week dan mm-hmm. so bad i'm infuriated for that loss for them and i'm not even a penguins fan yeah. but they you know they absolutely stomped them out and you just look at that roster beyond just um you know at one point, Mackenzie Blackwood did have a better save percentage than Shemin and Banachek. So, you know, that tells you how many shots the shock the Sharks are allowing. And, you know, some of these names, you know, are definitely guys who are, you know, for the future, like a William Eklund and a Thomas Bord- Bordelow and um, Nikolai Nizov, among others. There's definitely some players on this roster where you're just like, yeah, we're just learning that you, you just can't be around anymore. You know, mm-hmm. you're just you just do not have it. And, you know, this this roster is just a whole bunch of shots in the dark and a bunch of maybes. Like, it makes Chicago look a lot stronger. Like, the Chicago team tonight, I was looking at the stats before tonight's game. You know, Chicago's defense is one of the worst in the league, and their offense is actually one of the lightest in the league just because they get pinned back so often. And we got to see that from the Devils eventually. They finally got Taylor Hall back, though, you know? And if they can get pucks in space, you know, an Andreas Athanasio or Ryan Donato or a Nick Feligno at age 36 can punish you along with Bedard and Hall. Like Chicago has guys. Mm-hmm. This team has no guys. This Philip Zadina terminated his contract to bet on himself. Yeah. And he's sitting at two goals and 18 shots and less than 15 minutes per game. We talk about betting on yourself. He went bust somehow. And, and, and yet at the same time, two goals, puts him on tie for the second most goals on the team. The Swole Swede is your leading goal scorer on this team with with three, three legend. He has two power play goals. He's their power play ace, Dan. The Swole Swede. I almost feel like the devil should trade back for him just to, you know, say, 
you know, kind of like with Bastion, like, hey, let's get you out of this situation. Okay. You know, here's a towel, you know, here's a warm <laughs> drink, you know, yeah. tell us about it. You know, it, it's, you know, it's going to be okay. giving up for him. I don't know. Give like him Chris Tierney back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Chris great. Tierney back. That's not like Lindy Ruff is playing him. That'll save things. Well, he is playing him now. Well, he has to. He has no choice. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the point. Like, but his first his first game was something like four minutes or something. It's almost like rough. Why do you even yeah. play him? Yeah. Why dress him? But whatever. But um, even still, uh, better better stretch. You know, given the conditions than expected. Hopefully, they can continue the good play and uh, find a way to get points, like you said, in Colorado and against Washington. Um. You know, we just wait and see until Hughes and Heischer get back. And uh, until that point happens, it's nice to see McLeod stepping up. Hopefully Mercer can continue to score goals like he did tonight. And uh, we'll just have to see what happens. And most importantly, hope Vanacek and Schmid return to something resembling NHL average. They're on their way now, so that's good. But keep it up, you know. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Cut down on the bad goals. Cut mm-hmm. that out, like the salt and the cholesterol and the other things I probably shouldn't be eating. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, um, you know, the Devils are in a position. They're exactly where you would hope they would be. And we'll see how things trans uh, transpire over the next couple of weeks. Again, hope the guys get healthy. And more importantly, hope they continue to put in good efforts to get results. So, you know, they're not finding themselves by the end of November going. They have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, it'll be really interesting once the games really pick up against the Metropolitan Division, especially against the top teams, the when they, you know, I would say get really important. But uh, yeah. it's, it feels like we're a long way off from that happening. So yeah, we're um, about two weeks away. Yeah, let's bank some points and let's uh, hope for the best with the injury. So thank you all, as always, for listening. Uh, and we'll catch you next time. Let's go Devils. Go Devils. See ya.